is Minute 17 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am Corey McLean, your host. With me today is John. Hi. And Kip. Hello. Um, so we have moved away from the side of the pool and are now going to share driving her Jeep uh, on the wrong side of the road with Josh as her licensed driver to help her out. And we end with Josh is making a remark on Cher and all of her efforts to be giving actually being self-serving i love the fact that uh when he wants her to practice parking she just totally blows it off oh everybody's got valet it's like well not everybody has valet everywhere she goes is gonna have valet that's true i suppose in la everybody's got valet Plus, yeah. she's not allowed to go to the valley so why would she ever need to go to the valley <laughs> that's called foreshadowing he calls her on driving on the wrong side of the road and she talks about like you try driving in platforms i'm like why are you driving in shoes that you can't drive in like it's just such an every little line that she has like that like all of these little throwaway things are just such a like nailing like putting the last nail in the coffin and hammering home exactly who she is a little smart a little dumb exactly yeah this this minute is like the epitome of a little smart a little dumb like because he's so he's clearly trying to show off to her with the marky mark might plant a celebrity tree thing and she just totally blows him off just like oh yeah like marky mark and and his busy pants dropping schedule, which I had no idea what that reference was. I had to go and look that up. Oh, yeah. In those days, he was quite the fashion model, Calvin Klein, you know, droopy pants, good vibrations guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, it took me a while to figure it out because, of course, if you Google Mark Wal- Wahlberg and, like, before 2000-whatever, most of what comes up is his freaking criminal record yeah he's quite the mugger yes he was a legit horrible person it's kind of how quickly we forget about that yeah and it's really funny to me the degree to which what what is the crime in shares in shares mind is not taking seriously the very important thing that is um the calvin klein runway show Um, (laughs) not the fact that he mugged people specifically because they were vietnamese um, well, I don't know how I don't know how much that was well known in the '90s. I mean, it may have been, but I was not aware of it until yeah, later I guess on. Not. So. Um, but it's it's another great nod to the '90s not having the internet just to look something up real quick and find out every single thing you know about that human being ever. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Like the degree to which. So Marky Mark was just Marky yeah. Mark. People only refer to him as Marky Mark around Boston when they're really trying to make fun of him, which <laughs> kind of cracks me up. Like he's one I of those weird celebrities Mark. that everyone has a friend who's run into him. At my my office did like trivia as a team building exercise, like trivia about people in the office, and someone's fun fact was that they touched his butt. Um, <laughs> 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 like, like that's the most Boston thing ever. Like, but it is, like, it is reasonable to be like, oh, yeah, Marky Mark, so exciting, yeah, nice job showing off. But then, of course, she completely misses the point of what he's trying to say about what Marky Mark's doing. It says, why don't you just hire a gardener? <laughs> like, like, oh, you, you almost had it, Cher, you almost had it. <laughs> I love how fast, how quickly this movie goes back and forth between letting her be really smart and also reminding you that she's a teenager and shallow um, quite shallow her, her idea of contribution is giving dresses to the 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 maid i'm sure the maid got so much use of that out of that yeah for all of her galas she goes to mm. yes all those the windex gala the pledge gala <laughs> like i love as like that she intends to break for animals as though that's a thing that does anything for the animals other than making sure they don't die they in don't the get... immediate sense <laughs> That's right. Like, oh, yeah, really? You, you don't 
intend to mess up the bumper of your nice new Jeep with, with animal guts, great, good for you. <laughs> it's already sort of ticked off, like, as a, a good thing she's doing for other people, um, helping two lonely teachers find love. Yes, <laughs> which, Josh, which Josh immediately points out serves her interest more than theirs. Yeah, which is really, like, I find that sort of turnaround and that rabbit of the turnaround really, excuse me, sort of fascinating. In order to know someone well enough to know that that's probably their motivations, you have to be paying, like, thinking about them and paying attention to them and analyzing them. Like, it's, in other minutes, folks have talked about how captivating Alicia Silverstone can be when she's on the screen in this movie. But if you tear yourself away from her and watch Josh's reactions, like, it's actually quite well acted. Because you can see him, like, going back and forth between how engaged he wants to be with this person. Well, Ant-Man is a very good actor, so, I mean, (laughs) Ant-Man and Batwoman. Oh, Batgirl. Ant-Man and Batgirl. Batgirl. Oh, man. Like that's that that's be, the only other thing I've ever movie. seen her in. This is a regular Superman versus Batman we got going on in this Jeep. DC versus Marvel. Let's oh, get some money up in here. You also get like he can't seem to stop looking at her either. No. Like and I wonder the like I wonder if she's actually that engaging in person or She's a kind of weird hippie vegetarian anti vac all wacky girl. Yep. Apparently. Yeah, she does. So. We could talk more about Mark Wahlberg if we want. <laughs> Marky Mark, who, I, honestly, uh, this time, I mean, honestly, this is mid-90s, so this is before he really had the acting career, and if you told me in the mid-90s that Marky Mark was going to be at least a moderately respected actor, I mean, not greatly respected, but at least he was, you know, had some big films and things like that, not the person I would have expected to, you know, think of. He actually just called you right now because he's pissed off you called him Marky Mark. Yeah, he's calling me, that's right. He does not like <laughs> yes. being called Marky Mark. <laughs> Yes, he's Mark What's Wahlberg now. But Call I mean he's Mark? made he's <laughs> he is genuinely he's genuinely made some movies that I've enjoyed. I like the big hit a lot. I've seen him and stuff and enjoyed his sort of I, I saw it described somewhere as breathing hard wood like <laughs> style of acting. Yes, and he wasn't completely terrible. I mean the Planet of the Apes movie is not very good, but he was pretty okay in the Planet of the Apes movie. Oh and he's you know, so. even Transformer is so amazing. Oh yeah. The line in this movie, like the Marky Mark pants dropping thing, like this movie totally expected like him to be a complete 1995 blip. Oh yeah. Like oh, yeah. and and would be very surprised to learn that he has a real career now. The rebranding with like his actual name as opposed to Marky Mark is it was a very good move. Like it actually took me a second to realize it was the same person. <laughs> they really thought that was the most 90s thing you could say at that exact moment was Marky Mark. He's overcome a lot. Uh, apparently, his brother was one of the new kids on the bro- on the block, which I didn't know until looking him. Oh, Donnie Wahlberg. Yes, yeah, Donnie Wahlberg, who is now married to Jenny McCarthy, who is also a crazy, wacky, anti-vac person. She's the worst of the bunch. Like, I have the biggest problem with her. I'm slightly ups- upset at the costuming choice because in the previous scene, she was not wearing platform shoes, and she's got a line about platforms. Like, I was paying attention. Movie. Oh. She changed into her driving shoes. Yeah. Why would she change into platforms? <laughs> she said she can't drive in them. Because <laughs> she might be seen out driving. A Jeep is very low cut. Her other shoes were perfectly fine. You gotta be seen. You can't be seen in the same shoes twice in the same day. Come on, Corin. Come on. No, as some like, please, as someone who is definitely the most shoe obsessed amongst the three of us, you absolutely can. In the scene where she was um, uh, talking with Mel, talking with Mel, like you said, they're sort of halfway between Spike and Chunk, and yeah, no, those aren't platforms 
at all. Yeah, no, it actually wouldn't be that hard to drive in those. It's very strange. I'm wearing podcast shoes right now. As in no <laughs> shoes? No, they're very airy and light. They let me be quick on my feet. Are you wearing Crocs right now? Uh, that's not. That's that's hateful talk. That's, Crocs is a hateful word. <laughs> You're totally wearing Crocs. Like if yeah, I had to pick a thing move to on. Be uh, podcast let's... shoes, Marky Mark and hitting old ladies and other things. <laughs> I do really like the little outfit she's wearing today. Like I love the or in, the, or in this particular scene, like the see-through top over the tank top. Like that's totally one of the outfits. Like a lot of the outfits are too crazy to ever imagine wearing, but like. The stuff she does with, like, the see-through top over other stuff is super adorable, and I love seeing it. Has he changed out of his his all-black Frederick Nietzsche look? No, it's the same outfit. Okay. Uh, (laughs) He just took the sunglasses off. That was pretty much it. Why would you take the sunglasses off while you're driving? So you knew he was in a Weekend at Bernie situation. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Like, wait, is that character dead? Oh, no, no, no glasses. He's fine. He's alive. Yeah, I I don't think she'd be able to carry him through, though. I mean, she's just by herself. You know, she doesn't have Andrew McCarthy to help her. Don't, well, who does, really, if you think about it? I love her little Jeep, though. Like, this, I remember seeing this movie, and my dad actually had a Jeep that was really similar to that at the time that this movie came out. And I remember loving driving around it and with, like, all the sides and stuff off. And, wish like, wishing that when I was a teenager, I could get a cool little Jeep to drive around in like that. Like, and also being quite sure that I'd be a much better driver than Cher. I thought so, too. Apparently, I had high standards for myself. Well, the only problem with that Jeep is that you can only drive it like that for, like, you know, three months out of the year here in the Northeast. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. My dad lived in in Atlanta, so. Oh, okay. Everywhere you go has valet line. It's so, God. I'm surprised that song's not in this movie. Everywhere you go. Is that a 90s song? I have no idea. Everywhere. I have no idea what song you're talking about. I should be in there. Nope. I'm not sure either. Horns behind it, and they can put it in the movie. I am shocked that we haven't got the Clueless remake yet. Change, uh, yeah, change the Marky Mark. I'm really glad we haven't. I think it's because the movie itself is so kind of perfect as it is. That won't stop Hollywood. No, that's very true. We'll get some remake. I'm trying to think what like the highlight to the remake would be in this scene. They'd probably be driving a hybrid, a hybrid Jeep. No, because if they were driving a hybrid, they would have had to take Josh's car, and and Cher would never agree to that. Yes. She'd definitely be on her cell phone the entire time they were driving. Oh, yeah. oh my be, god, yes. She would be She'd lecturing be her about that. Yes. Oh, there'd be so much texting Put in this movie. Yeah. It'd be like... There would be so much texting. It would texting. be like, uh, what's the uh, uh, the Netflix show where you see the text on the screen with Kevin Spacey? Uh, oh, House of Cards. Oh, um, House of Cards. Yeah, you, you see all the text. Yeah. That's all that movie. this movie would be. All the dialogue would be text. <laughs> the clever movie, clever. Is this a movie that would be where the plot would be significantly changed? With cell phones? Because I always look at movies now. That's the one thing I've done is started doing is looking at movies and going, okay, if the characters had cell phones, none of this would have happened. Yeah, well, because so many movies are just based on the why didn't you call the police thing. Yeah. And and why doesn't no one ever call for help? And, like, people have so much more ability to do that, like, without even thinking about it now. Cher getting stuck in the valley, that would still happen. She just would call Josh on her cell phone instead of No, she wouldn't because she was trying to call a cab on her cell phone. She got it stolen. And there are no pay phones anymore, so she'd have been 
Yeah. Yeah. So it would be even worse. Like she would be way stuck in the valley. Yeah. No, she would have to walk into the convenience store that's right there, the liquor store that's right there, and ask to borrow someone else's cell phone. Which is the weirdest thing anyone can ask another person. Like it's such a weird thing, but you have to do it sometimes. You have to. Like, it's, with, you like, feel weird saying no to that person, no matter who they are. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. like, how how desperate do you have to be to be to ask? That's the thing. Like cell phones in this movie, like they're like a throwaway gag almost. Um, but they're not like they're not the sort of intimate thing that we think of them as today. Like it's like like I don't hand my cell phone over to anyone. No, <laughs> I don't want people scrolling through my pictures, anything like that. <laughs> No, you don't want to be sliding into your DMs, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, you know what? This movie would be done. It wouldn't even be done by ch- by chat by text messages. It would be done all on Snapchat. Yes. Oh, the first Snapchat oh. movie. I think we have something here, guys. We should trademark this now. <laughs> make, we need to cut Darren out all, completely. All the three of us. We make a all lot of Snapchats, money. Snapchats, Instagrams. That's That'd it. be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like she would have handed her cell phone to Josh and be and like been telling him to take cute pictures of her in her Jeep. Like, wow, is there a, is there a way to make share more shallow? Yes, give her a cell yes, phone with capability. That's right. Cracked it, guys. We're gonna make a lot of money on this movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> what the world needed was a more shallow version of share horror with. So next week we've got uh, Dan Cosa and Jesse Cooper Ooh. and Lan Allon. Um, as your host. So this will be our last minute of uh, me hosting with uh, John and Kip. Um, so it's very sad, guys. I'm going to have, we're going to, to not be recording any more of these minutes. Well, you think about what this movie did for a generation of like 12-year-old boys that saw it and that still love it to this day. What did this movie... So wait, no, I, I'm sorry. I need to interrogate that a little bit more. What did this movie do for a generation of 12-year-old boys other than give them a reason to watch Alicia Silver, Silverstone be hot? Well, you have to remember, at a certain point, everything was pink was girls, blue was boys, boy movie, girl at movie. At a certain point? That's still how it is. Well, yeah. not as much as it was back then. Back then, it was a hard, fast rule. No, it's more so now, particularly for younger kids. Mm. I like I remember my toys in the '90s, and I look at toys now, like that are for my son, and it's so much more so. Oh, well, yeah. my point would definitely. be that this movie definitely made it okay to like girl things. If you loved this movie as a kid and thought it was funny, it was like, okay, well, this is fine. I'm not. This is not bad. Yeah, this yeah. movie does make it okay to like girl things for everyone involved. Yeah, I don't know how many twelve-year-old boys would have gone from this to say Ten Things I Hate About You" or "She's All That," though. Yeah, it wasn't exactly a gateway drug of a movie. Yeah, speak for yourself, my friend. <laughs> uh, so do you guys have anything you want to plug no nope, i'm all set we're gonna get you a podcast john see so if something to plug well i'm hoping to do something with my daughter this summer when we get out of school but uh uh right now i got nothing we were talking about me forcing like kind of like uh what you're doing uh cory talking yeah. about me forcing stuff on my daughter and in exchange i'll watch like you know disney channel movies or something oh that'd be good <laughs> So. Some of the Disney Channel movies are pretty high quality. Yeah. Um, well, I, I used you know to what? Love those when I, was I, I have to honestly say I didn't completely hate the High School Musical movies because my daughter came into Disney Channel movies right as High School Musical and Camp Rock was happening, and they're kind of tolerable, I guess. I don't know. I mean, you know, luckily we didn't do the One Direction thing. My daughter went straight from the Jonas Brothers to Fallout Boy. So that's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, well, I wish you the best of luck with. with getting something along those lines started uh yeah. uh what about what about you Kim? Uh, i'm a part of the rhymes with nerdy family i host can we just be friends with canadian icon brian skinner uh we're weekly on saturdays give us a download on itunes and pocket cast and blueberry and google music and all the fine podcasting apps you can get your hands on you should get them all 
have all the podcasting apps. And I co-host The Accidental Cinephile, uh, which you can find anywhere that you normally get your podcasts. Uh, and yeah, that's just starting up the week that this set of episodes goes live. So please go and give us a listen. Um, we started with uh, Return of the Living Dead 3 and um, ah. did a complete 180 and watched an Orson Welles movie. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, because it's to fill in all of the gaps in my knowledge there from horror to classics. Sure. Um, so those should be live this week. And yeah, go go and find it anywhere you want podcasts. Um, um, and I'm also Sweat Tears C. Uh, C is in the ocean um, on Twitter, so you can follow me there. Yeah, thank you guys so, so much for being my guests. It's been a pleasure to have you and to talk with you. And yeah, tune in next week, everyone, for Dan Costa, Jesse Cooper, and Glenn Allen. Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Husted, executive produced and hosted by Corinne McLean, with my guests jo- Kip Reed and John Muggleton. Follow us on Facebook at As If the Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore Podcast. And follow us on Instagram, As If Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.